0: Welcome to the Fiercely Unstoppable podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Allison, mind shift coach and achievement strategist. I am here to help you completely up level your confidence, find massive clarity, and dive deep into your purpose so that you can create a business. And a mindset that is fiercely unstoppable. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you up-level your energy, bust through those fears, find clarity, and overcome all of the obstacles so that you can step into your most powerful and confident self. We do not let our circumstances hold us back. We become fiercely unstoppable in the pursuit of what sets our soul on fire. Get ready to uplevel your confidence every single day and attract the life that you are absolutely obsessed with. Are you ready? Let's have some fun. Hello and welcome back. <laughs> oh my goodness, you are going to be so delighted with this amazing, incredible Fierce powerhouse of a guest today, Christy Bailey is an online sales and marketing mentor who helps driven, high-achieving women scale their coaching businesses to six figures and beyond with hustle and flow. As a former fitness influencer and coach turned business mentor, Christy took what she learned from the fitness industry and her failures in that first coaching business to help others scale without the struggle. Her mentoring combines sales and marketing strategies and life coaching, spirituality, and a healthy dose of ass-kicking to help her clients hit six figures and beyond with living the life they love. Christy currently resides in LA, where you will find her hiking, working out, lying on the beach with her pup, Lucy. Her personal motto is, you get to be loved, appreciated, and massively fucking compensated Simply for being you online. Ah, this is so good. Let's just dive into this episode because I know you are going to want to replay this over and over and over again. Hey guys, well, welcome back to another episode of Fiercely Unstoppable. You guys are in for such a treat today. I have an amazing guest, and she's a badass. So you are gonna love it. Make sure you grab your notebooks, take notes, but not if you're driving. Don't do that. <laughs> Pull over right now! But I have Christy Bailey with us today. Christy, will you just introduce yourself? Tell us about you, but also how you got to where you are in your journey and all of the good juicy information.
1: <laughs> oh my god, this is hilarious! Because I was just telling you, this feels like a blind date, it and like, that's totally what happens when you go on a date. They're like, "So, tell me your hope." <laughs> have you am
0: right. speed dating it's like i've never been speed dating. <laughs> oh girl <laughs> i can tell you some stories um but it kind of reminds me of speed dating because you literally have five minutes okay we have longer than five minutes but they're like the first question is always like okay tell me what you do and i'm like okay uh like let me tell you really fast like i could take up this whole five minutes to myself telling you my life stories so this what is do
1: you so interesting to? this is cool because <laughs> this is what i have actually been telling guys on dates lately and like so I'm an <laughs> online teacher and I teach women how to sell and market their services online. And they're like, what? I'm like, and they're yeah. like, what does that mean? Yeah. It means that I teach them how to make money. And it's mostly <laughs> yes. mental because people with driven women, especially who are like all up in their heads all the time, they want fucking everything. Mm-hmm. They're the people who are most likely to hold themselves back out of fear of being too much, too successful, too wealthy, all the things. And so like a huge component of the coaching work that I do with my clients is around their mindset and helping them understand that like they are so normal for being driven, for being crazy, for wanting it all, for wanting the money, for wanting the man, for wanting the first class world travel Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to teach them and it's a total process with everyone it has been a process with myself to give themselves permission to quiet their mind so that they can actually like hear their intuitive guidance so they can start taking action. And I actually recently um, changed my Facebook group name to the hustle flow collective because my business has evolved as I have incorporated both into my life, into my business. I have periods where I'm just like a fucking obsessed, crazy person, and I have a yeah. goal and I'm all out for it. Yeah. And then I have times where I know that I need to step back and allow guidance to come through, rest, self-care. Um, Absolutely. And we could talk more about this, but this past yeah. year, 2018, was the biggest and hardest lesson for me in that because for three-fourths of the year, I was all about the hustle. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Crashing it every month. And like my goal was money. And I just like really was like on fire, but it was a total avoidance of, mm. of the soul work of the yeah. personal development of my personal growth as a woman. Um, and so I was telling you that I recently moved to California because <laughs> I, I attended a leadership conference and w- in which the question was, what are you pretending not to know? This was back mm. in like September it's so good. What I was pretending not to know was that I was in a relationship that wasn't aligned for me. I knew I didn't want to be with this person for the rest of my life. And yet mm. that's the track it was going down. And it was a safety blanket to stay in Northern Virginia where I was from, where my family lived, where I grew up, um, and just pretend like I actually liked my life there, which I didn't. And I was using yeah. my business and hustling and money mm. to pretend like it's okay. If I stay there, it's okay. Cause I'm, I'm making money. I'm building my business. Yeah, right. But it really got to the point at the end of this year where I was like, Oh my God, like I have totally ignored my personal growth, my heart work. Yeah. Like who am I as a woman outside of business? I just don't know. And so what I also was pretending not to know was that I've known, I was supposed to live in LA and California, Southern California for a very long time, years yeah. before I even had a business, yeah. but I always had a reason not to. So, um, in October, I broke up with the guy and I moved to LA within two weeks with oh a, my, goodness. This, my puppy and two suitcases. Puppy. <laughs> I found an apartment once I got here three weeks oh later man. and I was just like fucking winging it. I'm like, I don't know what's supposed to happen now, but I know that this is what needs to happen for the next level of growth for me. And yeah. it has really opened me up to be a better mentor, a better coach like really helped me evolve into being a woman and not a scared little girl who just was grasping at material things and money and success and status in order to be enough. So the journey for me lately and what I incorporate now into my work is how can you already be enough and earn money and be successful from a place of love instead of Mm. fear, which is unsustainable, as I found out.
0: Wow! Oh my gosh! Honestly, How's I I, no, I love it. No, I, this is a perfect first date. No, <laughs> no, I love it because um, honestly. glimpse of your story reminds me a little bit about mine when I moved across the country because my first decision to move across the country when I first moved to Colorado was very spontaneous, very sporadic. And it was literally like a matter of weeks, if not like, yeah, like maybe a month, maybe a little bit longer than you. And I was like, all right, packing up my shit, moving across the country, 10 by 10 truck, let's do this. Uh And then my life, it was just a lot to figure out. And I went through a lot... Totally different things than you did. Okay. I'm not saying that. But then my most recent decision to move across the country was because I went to Tony Robbins at UPW in Chicago. And I had this vision of me traveling and meeting the man of my dreams. And I literally came out of this meditation and I was like, I'm not supposed to be in Colorado right now. And I literally was like, I get goosebumps when I talk about this. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I love Colorado so much. Like, why would I leave? Like, I love it so much. But I was that intuitive nudge. So Mm. let's talk about intuitive nudges first and talk about like how to listen to those and know that, hey, you know what? I'm going to trust that it's going to be okay. I'm going to trust that it's going to work out. I'm not going to block it with a pillow. I'm actually going to listen and do Mm. what I think is right. Oh, this is, I love this topic.
1: We're the best blind date (laughs) (laughs) ever. Um, my first experience with an intuitive nudge was back when I had a corporate job. I was working for IBM doing software sales for the government, yeah. which my wow. Asian dad was like, "You gotta, you gotta, you know, get the good job and the 401k and shit." And I was like, "All right, well, sounds good." And it seems to be what other people think is the definition of success. Um, yeah. At that time, I knew I was supposed to be an entrepreneur because I had read the Four Hour Workweek in college, mm. but I I felt like, "Oh, I don't know enough yet. I can't yet. So I should just mm-hmm. like, you know." Do this, learn what I can, and then when I'm ready, I'll start my business. So, um, anyway, I was in that job, totally sucked to my soul in, in so many ways. Um, yeah. So afraid of leaving and starting a business because I mean, I don't know how to do that shit. Like, right. <laughs> and I kept telling myself, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hire like maybe this lady, and I didn't know who to hire. I didn't know that there are business coaches. Mm. I didn't know shit about how to start. But, um. I had this, I was sitting in my gray cubicle and it was like raining outside and it was just like super depressing. And I had my best friend at the time in the cubicle next to me. and I was like, you know, I think that I'm supposed to help women leave their nine to fives. And I remember thinking like, that's fucking crazy. You're in a nine to five. How would that <laughs> work? But what I realized yeah. over time is like intuitive nudges are often the things that you think are totally insane. They're like little whispers and you're not mm-hmm. expecting them to they come out of nowhere. And like looking back on that moment, it's totally true. I help women do that all the time. I've helped so many Absolutely. women do that. But there was no indication or plan of how I would do that. It was just like, oh, there it is. Sometimes I think those nudges like develop faster depending on how evolved you are and the universe and whatever. But yeah, um, since I've learned what intuitive nudges are and have like really started to develop strategies myself that allow me to access them more, they've become a really integral part of the way I run my business and the way I teach my clients to, Mm. to be successful and make money and live their lives.
0: Can you enlighten us? So what, what's like maybe your top two or your favorite one that really, really helps you kind of tune into that Mm. and listen and just um, I think that's the problem is we don't listen, right? Because we have so much chatter going on. We have so much chatter in our head. So we totally. don't even notice the nudges. We kind of just say, meh, and then we yeah. push them away. So how can we like listen better?
1: Um, this just sounds so cliche because everyone's like, oh, you should meditate. And everyone's spiritual <laughs> and shit. But I call myself a practical woo-woo because I'm not like, I'm not going to go read the cards and do the crystals. Okay? I kind of think it's silly, but like, I feel like there's something to it. I just mm-hmm. haven't it. So let's preface by saying I'm like the most practical person that there is. However, when I'm meditating, it's for a practical reason for me. I'm training Mm -hmm. my brain to quiet itself because I like the way I see it is I'm standing at a train station and every time a thought comes into my mind that doesn't serve me, that's from my ego, that's like total shit. I'm like, no, I don't want that. I can see myself hopping on the train and the train fucking running away. I'm like, no, we're mm-hmm. not doing that. we come back here. So then I envision myself on the platform again. Um, so I do this every day and I've been doing it since April and it was really, really hard at first. But now I'm yeah. at the point where I can recognize that that's a, it's a thought that doesn't serve me and I choose not to get on the train. Mm. And I'm constantly med- I would say I probably meditate on and off for an hour each day. Yeah, wow. Sometimes not. But whenever I feel my the chatter starting, I'm like, "Mm, this is in order to hear the voice I know has given me all the success that I ever wanted, I've gotta quiet the noise. So meditation Mm -hmm. is the first thing that is like essential because if you're really at a place where you've never meditated and you and you've never tried to work on your anxiety or like your fears or done that Mm -hmm. kind of work. Gonna start slowly. You're like, you're not gonna hear a voice from God tomorrow being like, "Okay, here's the business plan for a million dollars." You know? <laughs> it's gonna be like, yeah. "Hey, read that book that you saw online but didn't buy it because you were afraid that it was seven ninety nine and you couldn't afford it." And you're exactly like, oh, God, yeah. but why? And yes. Yeah.
0: I love that. I know. I always talk about how it's not like these intuitive nudges are not like where the clouds separate and the light shines down on you. And I wish, this is the answer. Like it's never, it's not, it's just literally like the tiniest little like nudge, like, Oh, that's an interesting thought, you know? And then in seeking it out and taking that step. And it's so, I I wish it was too. (laughs) It'd be so much easier to go through life. Just like pressing a button. Like I need guidance now. Like, (laughs) And just having, having that right there. So, um, I know earlier you really talked about how you used to be the hustle, hustle, hustle. Let's go after the money because, and there's Mm -hmm. no, like, I actually am very money motivated myself. I mean, there everybody's motivated by different things and it's so important to find what motivates you. I'm very much motivated by money and I'm very similar in the aspect of being a high achiever and always looking for that next step and always like, okay, what can I do now? What can I do now? So what have you found? and really allowing yourself to have that self-care and trust and how did you make that shift right for the person who's like I feel like I constantly have to do Mm. rather than allowing things to happen how do you make that shift and what tips do you have for those people
1: I think it's a really hard lesson that everyone's got to learn at some point because if you're and I mean, I don't know if this is where you're from coming from, or other people listening, but like, for example, if you're coming from a place of, of I need to make money so that I can be right. enough, it gets to the point where it kind of like spontaneously combust and you're like, fuck, I made all this money and I'm not enough. And it's the same with like every driven person or any accomplishment. Like I've, I've done a lot of different things in my life. I had like a whole like fitness competing career and like got to the top of that and like I was on the cover of fitness magazine and sponsored. And like every time I hit the next big thing, I always felt empty inside. So for me in business, I didn't realize I was doing this, but it was just money was like another way for me to just fill a hole that mm-hmm. couldn't be filled by anything external. And so like for me, my my spiritual journey really started when I finally realized that like money is not going to fill a hole either. I got to mm-hmm. fill the hole. Yeah. And that's huge. It's it's such a different way of operating life. That's like, I can't even fully describe it. Cause I'm still like, like, just starting this journey of like really doing everything in my life from a place of like what serves me. How do I feel? Is this good? I want to do it from a place of love rather than I'm not enough. So I actually had a nudge back in February. I remember cause I was traveling alone for a month mm-hmm. and it's scary because when you're alone and you haven't dealt with mm-hmm. your shit, it all comes up. And you're like, Oh, fuck, I, don't, I can't. I don't want to. Um, yeah. But uh, that's the first time I really realized, like, I'm very afraid right now. There's a lot of stuff I haven't dealt with personally. Um, I wasn't ready at that time to really work on it or even admit that I needed to. Um, yeah. But it was like the first nudge. And like, really, in the last few months, I realized, like, Oh, this is what the lesson God was trying to tell me He was trying mm. to say, like, This is the, the place, the heart centered place of like your life comes first, your happiness comes first, your joy comes first, your fun comes first, and then shit tons of money comes while you're living your life and helping others in a place of service and love, um, but you don't have to be like money motivated because you're like fucking heart life, like spiritually motivated and like shit tons of money comes anyway. Like that's how I want to live my life. Yeah. So I've noticed like since really accepting that and stopping the fighting, like I have to do this. I have to launch that, that like I've made a lot of money this month, but like I really haven't tried. I'm just like, I want to do this. I want to help this person. Like how can I be of service? I think I should sell this to this person. And like, I'm just kind of doing these little nudging things, but along the way, and this is the other thing about, I was going to say about how to access the nudges. Um, I've really actually got this, this trick, if you will, from my therapist. And I feel like every good entrepreneur needs a therapist because you got to talk out your show with someone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she was like, are you living your life in accordance to your values? And by values, I mean, what are the things that makes Brooke, Brooke? Like without these things, yeah. she wouldn't be herself. And for me, there are, like fitness and health. Like that's just who I am. Um, mm-hmm. eating well. Mm-hmm. So like I would group that together, talking to my family every day, looking good. I like to look good. I'm like, shit, I want to look hot. Like that's yeah. just for myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what else? Like making money and driv- like being driven and hustling. That's a part of who I am. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, these are, are values. The other thing was, like, spirituality in her work. And I, she asked me to rank them one to ten. Like, how much are you doing these things on a daily basis? Mm. And she told me the things that you gave the lowest ranking to. Start addressing those things every single day. And I realized, like, when I'm doing the things that make me me, my anxiety goes down, mm. voice is quiet, and then yeah. I can hear the things I want to hear because I'm not, like, sacrificing who I am, yeah, or for some other like bullshit reason, and like really fucking feeling good about myself. So, yeah. um, when you feel really good about yourself, you don't have to do things from fear, and also, like, I don't know, everything just works better. People see you online; they're like, "Damn, that girl's got some self worth." She like you can just feel <laughs> that like energy from people who are really self confident yeah. and like are grounded versus like people who are frantic and like. Just coming from a place of fear. And people are always attracted to what they want to be like. So if you're more grounded and secure in who you are, and you know, most people want that. So it's a pretty good marketing strategy (laughs) as well as a life strategy.
0: Yeah. Well, I love that. That's actually like kind of the, the where I was gonna ask you next because um And I don't know all of your lists. I don't know all of your audience, but you, you've talked about in the past too, that you don't have to have a large audience to be making a lot of money. And it's more about, there's like, there's so many things here too. I would love to talk about maybe your top tips for marketing, um, you know, for those people at all levels who are either just trying to reach their next client or attract that person to them. So obviously showing up really confident and knowing your worth is going to be one of those strategies. it's everything yeah. oh my
1: god <laughs> this is like i'm actually making a course um on this i mean the the concept is content creation but yeah. you know you can't just write a post and put it out there everyone's fucking doing that so what makes someone different because we're all selling the same things online mm-hmm. we're all coaches Absolutely. essentially at the end of the day so what makes you different you make you different but the problem is that people who don't have the self worth and the confidence and trust in themselves or trying to subconsciously sometimes sometimes consciously modeling what they maybe what they were taught like a certain formula or maybe they're actually copying people they look up to um and you can't sell from that place and be really successful so i always find that the people who are actually leaders that people want to buy from are like the ones that are like weird as they say crazy (laughs) they do crazy things they're so themselves I was listening to your podcast and like, she just snorted. And I totally <laughs> love it. It's awesome. because yes, I do. Welcome to my life. <laughs> don't give a fuck. And it's like who you are. And I always I was just sending a message to a client today. And I'm like, she sent me a post. And I said, is that how you would really talk to your best friend? That sounds so scripted. No, like people can feel the real. That should be a quote. Like, yes. so the more you. Put that on a mug. mug. Oh my God. Yes. Let's write that down. Someone, <laughs> um, So I, i started on that path of like really being totally authentic online
0: yeah. because
1: I had been the opposite in my fitness influencing life because before I went into business coaching and like this niche that we're in of like female entrepreneurs on Facebook, essentially
0: right. I was
1: on Instagram as like a big fitness influencer and I was essentially being forced to be something that I wasn't. I thought I wanted it. I had all these 34,000 followers. Wow. Um, and I was sponsored by the biggest company in fitness, bodybuilding.com. Like awesome. I won the spokesmodel search with them. That's yeah. a whole other part of the story. But regardless, um, you know, I, I started learning about business. I think my first, the first business book I ever read was um, She Means Business by Carrie Green. And I was like, oh, I feel all of these things. There's people out there that feel like I do that are struggling because when my following grew quickly because of this sponsorship, I thought that was enough. I was like, oh, I'm going to have like all the fucking clients. Like, right. oh, I don't know anything about marketing or about oh. selling or running a business, but it seems like I have this perfect life. I look mm-hmm. great. I'm like doing all this like crazy shit, like fitness competitions. Um, so that's when I started taking business courses and I fell in love with that. And this actually speaks to your earlier question about like, how do you get clients with a small following? So I was like, I was kind of trying to hide my my desire to business coach. So I like made a separate Facebook group for like fitness coaches. Fascinating, yeah. To learn how to make money as a fitness coach, because most fitness coaches like have no fucking clue. I don't know what it is. No, I do know what it is about that industry. Like, there's just (laughs) sort of like a poverty mindset. So I was kind of getting some like pushback, and I got more and more as time went on, as like my opinions grew stronger but there's sort of this belief in the fitness industry that like, if you're charging too much and you're hurting people and it's like mm. a really bad thing and you're like fucking up the whole industry, there's some like mm. cruel cool trolls on in the fitness Instagram worlds. But um, so I just had the nudge and this is going back to the nudges. God, this is good yeah. colors, where I was like, I think I'm supposed to be a business coach. I cannot shut up about it. Like I love it oh, so much, yeah. but logical sense tells me like, why would you do that? You don't have a website. Like Mm -hmm. you're a fitness influencer. You haven't really sold that much as a fitness coach. Like, who are you to do this? And like, so I was like, no, I don't want to, I can't. But like the voice grew louder and louder. And the really big indicator for me that I needed to switch my business direction was that like my anxiety was growing. Like it was just like this feeling like something's really wrong about what I'm doing and something I tell clients a lot. And I even tell myself this from time to time when it comes up, it's like, I'm not going to sell something that I don't care about. That's not me. It's not true for me. So I was sabotaging and not selling my fitness programs. And I'm like, why is this? This is not me. I, when I want something, I fucking get it always. That's who I am. Mm -hmm. So apparently I don't want this. And apparently I'm going to need to let this go. I remember I spent like two weeks, like in the bathtub listening to like the universe has your back and like praying to God and just like crying. Like, <laughs> so traumatic for me to like switch because it was leaving an identity behind yeah. and I wanted so much. Um, so anyway, eventually I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to post about it. And um, so from that group, it was initially 20 people. I remember that I just taught like things that I was learning in my business course courses um, and I was teaching people to not make the mistakes that I had as a fitness coach, um, yeah. how to avoid them. So I was, I was teaching them the things I knew, but things that would get them like a tangible win or result. And the other thing was that I was like personally messaging every single person in that group, like, Oh my gosh, thanks so much for joining. It means so much to me. I'm so excited to help you. Do you want to get on a call? What do you need? I'm trying to like build this up. Like initially it's just like me putting my stuff out there. I love it so much. Yeah. Um, and from those conversations, like, a bunch of them became clients, but my very first one was a guy who I had met at a fitness expo who wow. joined the group, and I was just, I would like, you know, send him supportive messages, give him tips for free, coach him, and eventually we got to a point where I was like, I need to sell my shit. This is cool. <laughs> I need to make money. Like, yeah. I just spent all of my money on courses, and it's time to do the fucking thing. So, I was like, hey, it's time. We need to get on a sales call. And he was like, okay. So, we get on a sales call because I'm too afraid to charge 500. Like, Oh, maybe he won't know it's a lot of money if I charge him 4,500. But <laughs> later he's like, you know, I would have paid you anything you asked for because I just wow. so appreciated your support and all of the stuff you had given us for free and how genuine you were. Like you really love your community. Wow. So, like that's what I tell people. I'm like, you don't need a million followers. You literally just need to care about people and give them value and get them a win and then ask Absolutely. for the sale because how can you make money if you're not asking people for the sale? They're going to be too scared most of the time to approach you about it. Oh yeah. People are scared to call the pizza man. (laughs) So like, why would they
0: reach out to you? A confident, like freaking badass who's constantly showing up and saying, Hey, even though you're saying like, Hey, I can help you. People are like, people are scared to do that. And that's a stranger.
1: Like who can't, you know, like, especially with intense mm -hmm. people like us, (laughs) they're like, Oh my God. Like, if I reach out to her, she'll, she'll call me out. And yeah. so it's actually some of my friends, some of my friends avoid me sometimes. Cause they know that I just speak my truth mm. and I tell them what I see and I, I don't know. And it just is what it
0: is. Right. So, so okay. So yeah. for someone who maybe is like, um, they have a following now, but they're not attracting these clients. They're not it's not consistent yet. They're not in consistent income and they're trying to figure out this breakthrough, whatever. What strategies do you have? I mean, mindset wise, as well Mm -hmm. as, um, what would they
1: do? Like, what is messaging people look like? Do you still message people? And yeah, it's going to look like for you. Oh my God. It's so interesting because I don't really do this. Like, like I don't have like a, like a chart on my wall being like, I'm going to reach out to this. I'm just like, Oh God, I really like that girl. She's like posting this cool stuff. Like she seems to be struggling with this so i'll just we'll like have a conversation or they're engaging with me on instagram Mm -hmm. um but like i never really push people they come to me Mm -hmm. manifested that i decided i wanted that but also it's like it's not a it's not above me to reach out to people it's not above me to help people for free even at the stage of my business whereas some other entrepreneurs are like. No, you come to me, you pay me up while I do all these things. And like, I've had, I've had that mindset and it's kind of like, I really love connecting with people that makes my heart happy. And from that place, like I even had a girl today, like I don't really have expectations, but like I also know she's going to hire me because I I don't know. I just know like intuitively. And I told her like to do a certain thing. I know she's going to earn money because I told her to do the thing. And she's like, you know, I'm going to hire you after I do this. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But like, (laughs) if you don't, it's cool too. Um, but I know you will. And it's just like over time, I'm like nurturing these relationships with people I really like yeah. and really would be friends with, and I want to work with. And I, I am so happy when I see them like doing well and earning money, even if they like yeah. aren't hiring me at the t- at the moment, it's like a really Absolutely. deep knowing, like when I give my heart to others, it always comes yeah. back to me. Um, yes. so I would say just like adopting a, a personal policy of like cultivating genuine relationships and not just be like, Hey, by my shit. Hey, my program, you know? So there's like definitely some cultivating and seed planting to do, but then to your other question of people who have a follower that aren't really doing the right thing. I, the, I don't know if you've like taken a look at it. um, But I made this thing called the 15 K and 15 days challenge. And Mm -hmm. really the reason I started since thinking like what's the craziest thing i could do that would be nuts <laughs> i love it <laughs> like i thought of it on my on the plane ride to california i'm like this sounds fucking creepy like who would buy this and, and um then i was thinking that's why i have to do it so yeah. i i actually wrote in the sales page if you believe that making 15k in 15 days is not possible then this is yes. the program for you because that is the reason that you haven't made it yet um, mm-hmm. so for people who think that that's crazy it's like the thing that has to change is up here and i'm pointing at my head for people who- <laughs> um, but what are what are the the subtle shifts and subtle actions that you take daily the woman that you are being Absolutely. that that will create that amount of money in that amount of time like that's what i'm teaching and the interesting thing about it is like i literally made up every single day as i went in the morning from a place of like intuition of like, what would I do today to create 15 days or to create 15 K? Yeah. And the results from that program were the fucking craziest thing I've ever seen. Like, like more than, like people have made more in that program than any other program I've ever run in my whole freaking wow. life. And the energy was so, is still so on fire. Yeah. Um, and it was like a total nudge thing. So it, so to answer the question in a very long way, it is about, becoming like figuring out what it takes to become the woman who has that result and learning from yeah. people who have had that result absolutely who aren't just gonna like hand you like a map and or strategy that like they gave to every other fucking person in their academy
0: mm. because that just don't work
1: for everyone
0: right exactly I'm passionate
1: about that <laughs>
0: Well, and I think that's what people forget is like, not everything works for everyone. Um, and I love, oh my God, we touched on so many like amazing things already. Like, I love this idea of these intuitive nudges of building these relationships, right? Reaching out to people. Like, like you said, I'm not above anybody like to reach out to them and make a connection. You know, yeah. I think that for so- I think something happens in the online space that we, they're, they're a computer, a screen lands in front of our faces. And we don't, we like become robots and we don't know how to talk to people. Like, like we're in person. We don't know how to talk to people. Like we're just a normal conversation. People are literally genuinely craving communication.
1: Like let's make a challenge for people. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do it. Today, when you're listening to this podcast, you will reach out and have five genuine connections with people. Yes. Lives, how can you, like, what are they up to? Like, what are they struggling yeah. like, with? Is their dog going to surgery tomorrow? Cool. Like, talk yeah. up with them in five days. Like, that shit, people remember. Absolutely. And, well, like, it's so special. Like, the one of the girls today who I gave that, like, tip to, and she's like, I'm going to hire you. I'm like, okay, cool. She's like, it means so much to me that you personally reach out to me and help me with this. Oh, I love that. But really, it means the world to people. And I think like we often forget that at any point in our journeys, there's someone that really fucking looks up to you. And it would mean the world if you just acknowledge them. Yeah.
0: Well, and something that, um, and here's something too, when I was not as confident as I, as I am today. Right. And I, what I talk about all the time is confidence is a learnable skill. It was not something that people are born with or they're not born with. You can learn how to be this confident. Like it's something that everybody can embody. But when I wasn't, and when I was a little bit, um, after I left my abusive relationship a few years ago, I would literally just go out in Colorado and make friends. Like I, but by that I meant literally I would go out and compliment people. I would compliment mm. 10 to 20 people every single day. So and so cool. even if you're like, I don't even know what to say to someone, give them a compliment. Do you know how badly people would be complimented? Like, I want to be complimented. Compliment me. Oh like, compl- like, go compliment someone today. Oh like, God. what can you do to give a genuine compliment and just say like, Hey, your dress is amazing. Like, where is that from? Like, I have to know you look fabulous in that you know, like I always tell people their hair cause I love hair. I mean, obviously my hair is pink, but I'm loving hair these days. So I'm like, what products are you using? Like what's happening? I'm trying to figure products? out how your
1: hair stay, stays so pink. This is what I was wondering before I got on this podcast.
0: So <laughs> I, I talk about this all the time. I honestly, I, I need to be an affiliate for this company because I, I, Literally talk about it to everyone. So, for those of you have vivid hair, you have to invest in overtone. And by invest, I mean like it's like twenty five dollars. Like it's like thirty dollars. Like come on, money mindset people. So (laughs) overtone. So uh, here's the thing: I spend a lot of money getting my hair done. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, A minimum of around like three hundred dollars, if not more, plus a tip, plus parking because I'm there for three to five hours, sometimes yeah. longer. Um, so I spend, I spend money on myself to get my hair done. So I go to a specialist who's, who does vivid. But yeah. then overtone is how I keep my hair. I have not gotten my hair done since, gosh, like it was September. So it's wow. right now when we're Holy currently recording. Shit. It is um, January, vivid, guys. It's so it's still vivid. pretty vivid. <laughs>
1: it's like an ombre. It's like purple and pink. I
0: know. And like my my roots are coming in, but she knows she does this on purpose to where it will naturally blend out and it still looks good. It totally does. She yeah. knows me. And so I get my hair done once every six months and I keep it with Overtone. I need to be making money off of Overtone. So I'm gonna contact them and like tell them, listen, you need to send me an affiliate link. Like I talk about you all the time. Um, but yeah, that's how. <laughs> that's so cool. But back to the compliment scene. It's like <laughs> Literally, I I joke about this, but I'm like totally serious because I am such a words of affirmation person. I joke slash am serious about hiring someone to sit across from me as I work and say, oh my God, that was such a brilliant idea. You look so freaking beautiful today. That was incredible. You are on fire. Like people want that. Yeah, what could that do for someone? And then at the very least, you get a smile back. Plus, people are not good receivers, so they like to give back. So then, usually, if you're feeling low, you can give someone else a compliment, and they will compliment you right back. But then, tell them to take that compliment and receive it, and allow it, and just let it sit and fester because totally. people are. We need to work on receiving. You know. Uh,
1: yeah, actually, just so I just joined a group fitness, like functional training gym, and the woman who yeah. did the workout was like oh my God, the biggest cheerleader, the biggest smile. Like I I was walking to the bathroom and I'm like a little nervous because there's a lot of people I don't know, like a ton of hot guys. <laughs> we both go to the bathroom at the same time. And she goes, it's okay there's too. And she's like singing. And it's like six in the morning. I'm like, I, you're just so fucking amazing. Smiling, yes. just like singing your sentences, like those little things make me happy and make a difference to me. Yeah. Like, oh like, you are amazing. Yes. Woo. And I'm like, I love that. I'm living here the rest of my life. And then today, <laughs> before I got to this, this, um, interview, I was getting my eyelashes done. And this woman, mm. she's like, you have way too much mascara on. You need mm. to go to the bathroom and take it off. And I'm like, Whoa! Here again. Like I'm paying you 300 dollars to put eyelashes on my lids and you cannot even remove my mascara? What is this? Well actually wow. it's covering really those like LA snobs, but I'm just like, <laughs> you just killed your business woman. Like yeah. I see past the bougie shit. And yeah. if you just took time to be like a little bit kind, you'd have a customer for life. Mm-hmm. But you know, the that acknowledgement wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's so important. It's just like, I
0: mean, this is on the topic of eyelashes. Um, my eyelash girl back in Denver. So I, I took a pause from eyelashes because I'm going to be traveling the world and I don't want to find a new Thank lash artist sure in enough. every yeah. city. Like that would be hard. Um, but my girl would literally do my two week fills and she would spend two hours with me because she wanted to really fulfill them. Not that like most, some people would be like, all right, your hour's up. All right, get out. Like yeah, and then you, you, know. you like look you're at you're know. like,
1: what the fuck did you even Like, do? I'm
0: missing, like, five. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a whole section missing right here. No, but it, I love that about her, and of course I was going to keep going back to her, and of course I was going to give her a really big tip. And it's just like you were saying, you gave something to this woman today, and she's like, well, I'm going to hire you now. You know, so... Just I think one little message, that. guys. <laughs> one people message. fear that so much, though. So how can we get oh, past yeah. that fear of... Oh. Uh, giving Good. more free stuff and, and receiving the money and the benefits from that. And just knowing that that's okay. Like you can give to receive.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I feel like some people are afraid to like, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're they're like afraid to give free
1: value. Oh my God. So, someone was just saying this in my challenge group. They're like, how do I give too much? Like, how do I stop giving so much value? And how do I like, start turning these into sales. And it was like almost getting resentful. I'm like, girl, you don't have to stop giving the value. You got to start asking for the sale. And knowing that yeah. like, it's not, it doesn't make you bad. It You're taking a stand for someone. That's how I see it. Like if there's so many clients I've had where I took a stand for them. I got on the phone with them, even though I don't do sales calls And i I'm like, this person just needs to hear me kick them in the ass and like yeah. lovingly. Um, where I'm like thinking, if I don't do this, this woman's going to stay in the exact same spot and the job she hates struggling to pay her bills, can't take her kids to Disneyland, like miserable. Mm. There've yeah. been so many cases like that where if I didn't say anything, this person would have lived a totally different life. I just got chills. And I, I can I, think of like yes. five names off the top of my head where this was true. Wow. Um, and they're still close to me to this day. Like sometimes when they're like, in LA, like they come over, like they're my family. And mm. when you see people like that, like, it's not pushy. It's like, I know that if you work with me, I will change your whole life. And I want to take a stand for your dream because I know you're afraid right now and that's okay. And I think that we forget that like people have so much fear, especially when they're hiring someone and getting Mm -hmm. started. And it's like the coaching call begins when you start talking to them because like they need to be supported. They need to be given permission to candidly talk through their fears and know that like, you're not going to pressure them. And I, I teach mm-hmm. sales in a no pressure way. Like if it doesn't feel good to you, don't do it. I mean, obviously there's a difference between resistance and like avoidance right. versus like this feels sleazy. And I've, I honestly get a lot of people who come to me from these like $5,000 like Academy type programs, especially from the fitness industry. Cause I see mm-hmm. a lot of people follow me from there and they're like, I don't want to sell that way. I don't want to, like, someone told me that one of the strategies they were taught was on the phone call when they're trying to help the person find the money, they're saying, well, if your best friend was in the hospital, you'd do everything you could to find the money, wouldn't you? And I'm like, ew, that's disgusting. Like, my people just love me so much for who I am, and they, like, they see what I can do, and I've taken a stand for them, that they... They find the money. and I don't have to like use shitty lines like that and feel bad about it because I won't do anything I don't feel good about. And I think a lot of people who start out in those types of programs feel like all selling is bad or wrong and there's only that and it's true.
0: Right. So um, what, can you give us an example of what is another way? Or when someone is like, I want to hire you, this is a hell yes for me, but I don't have the money. Like what do you do in that situation? Or how do you focus on attracting people who just love to pay you? And they're just like, yeah, I'm ready.
1: Um, Yeah. So we can talk to both. So something I teach clients a lot is how to coach through financial conversation. Like a lot of people don't understand that you can apply for a credit card. You can yeah. get PayPal credit. Like
0: I love 0% interest. <laughs> any opportunity to grow my credit, to be even more phenomenal so I can
1: buy houses eventually and have yeah. extra. Like, I'm like, this is brilliant. It's great. Like, like, like I did that with my car. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I financed my car. I'm building my credit score so I can buy my first property. awesome. Yeah. I know. I didn't, I'm like, I didn't have any brilliant. credit history. And I, mm-hmm. and I didn't, I wasn't, financially educated enough when I started to understand that now I understand that. But basically like you have to coach people through the finances. If they like have no clue, if they're like, Oh yeah. my God, credit cards. No, I can't. My mom told me that I shouldn't cause they're bad. And it's like, well, they're yeah. not like no. my business. i my first business coach. I paid $20,000. I yeah. had only ever made like 10,000 in a month and that was the month before. And I was like pissing my pants. I didn't know how I was going to yeah. make that back, yeah. but like credit cards made that possible for me. It's like a Absolutely. fucking blessing Credit cards have made so much possible that's beautiful and amazing in my life because I had the opportunity and like to to use that money. So, when you can like teach people what the options are and allow them from that place of like, here are the facts, right? Choose, I'm helping you decide or coaching you through the conversation with your husband. Like, how do you get to take a stand for yourself? For every person, it's different. If you just let them go when it comes to that, because you're afraid, Mm -hmm. you don't need pushy, you're actually not helping them. Because if I hadn't known that I could use a credit card, I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't have had that mentoring. Not being afraid to explore
0: where money could be available. Like your clients who are coming to you are so, they're very brilliant. They know more about their life than you know about their life, right? (laughs) So they know like, oh yeah, my uncle Joe gave me $500 the other day. I forgot about that. Like they know those little tidbits of things. I love exploring money because it's, it's our job to make it known that this is possible. Not looking at all the ways it's not.
1: And I think that a way to prepare people for that part of the conversation is by telling your own investment story.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, in your content oh, so
1: by teaching people and this is a huge thing that i I love to teach people and I teach my clients and I, I talk about it a lot, but i don 't think people really understand how powerful it is it 's like you can yeah. teach people how to be ready to buy from you and what your expectations are in your content you 're like oh. like in my live streams i 'm like the people that come to me they 're not fucking around, like they right. have money like I just don't attract those people. I attract people who are dedicated, who know what they want, who will do whatever it takes, even right. when they're afraid, who are right. like respectful, responsible, like whatever I, what I'm saying at the time. Um, and people will be like, someone messaged me the other day and they're like, Christy, I know that you only work on projects and with people that you really like. And I'm just mm. wondering if like, I could be one of those people.
0: Mm. Like, cause I
1: taught that. I, and yeah. it's kind of subconscious at this point, but it's actually like a sales psychology like strategy, if you will, I is like, love that. how to buy from you, including how to find the money, um, how to act in the sales conversation. Yeah. You know, what kinds of clients you work for, how they behave, and something I teach a lot is like, I, I often find that the way people show up in a sales conversation is very indicative of how they'll show up in the coaching conversation. And I tell mm-hmm. people this in my content. If you show up to the sales conversation and you're like. I don't really know. I'm not really sure. Like, I'll get back to you in a few weeks. It's like, cool. Are you doing that with like every sale that you are trying to make and it's not working? That's so interesting. I wonder how that's showing up for you and working out for you. So how do you actually want to show up and be in your business? You have to be that and act that in order to create and attract that. God, that absolutely rhymed. (laughs) And so then people are like, oh, if I want to be successful like Christy's other clients, this is how I have to act and be. And so they're not showing yeah. up. Like, I don't know. They're like, yeah. I want to be that fucking person. I want to be the next, and they'll like name a client that I have. I'm like, yeah. A- um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. This is so good. This is so juicy. I told everyone they would need a notebook and a paper <laughs> and to pull over and stop driving because we could literally, I'm like, we've been here for so long. This like, is the real shit. Yeah. You know? This is like, so incredible. I'm like, man, we might need to have a part two eventually. Uh, But I love this. Can you just tell everyone like where they can find more of you, where they can be in more and just being involved Mm. in the land of Christy and how can they stalk you and love you and all the things?
1: Um, This is cool because this will involve another tip for people, but I am really focusing on Instagram right now, Mm. especially my Instagram stories. The reason for this is that I promised myself that this year I would only do what was fun to me and I never, ever have to do something that feels boring. So I was on my Facebook group for like fucking forever and it's amazing and I still love it. Yeah, It's very one dimensional. And I'm like, actually, I love designing, creating, engaging. And with Instagram stories, there's so many ways to start conversations with people um, and to just have fun and like share my everyday Mm. life. And when you can share the tidbits of your life and your personality, that's when people start to see you as more than just a coach. They see you as someone that they could be like. They see themselves yeah. in you. And that's the differentiator between average coaches and leaders. Um, they, they see the higher version of themselves. So Instagram stories for me is a great way to do that. I'm on there every single day. Um, so you can connect with me on there. You could also join the Facebook group, which I'm still doing live streams in. That's yes. called the Hustle Flow Collective. My Instagram is Christy. Underscore, underscore Bailey, because all the other names were taken. And um, Yeah. Yes,
0: I love this. We'll have all of these links um, in the show notes, of course. But thank you so much. This has been absolutely incredible. I know people are gonna be like, okay, I need to re-listen to this like five freaking times and re-take those notes. And that was beautiful. Let's put that on a mug and <laughs> a lot of things to do. I love it. Thank you so much for being so here. Awesome. Amazing. Thanks for having me.